Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can we be real? G'day. Yeah, g'day. Uh, g'day. How you going? It's something about g'day. summertime makes me want to say g'day. G'day. Oh, g'day. Here you go. Do you say g'day a lot in, in day-to-day life? Because I feel like people that we're listening overseas think that we say g'day all the time, but I don't say g'day that often. I say it more often than you think. Where are you g'daying? At, like at the cafe? G'day, guys. Yeah, we do. Okay. Around Altona, where I live, we do. Yeah. G'day. Here you go. Hmm. G'day. And maybe I, it's maybe one of those things I sort of started started as a joke and then actually just inter- integrate <laughs> into my vocab. You know, yeah. you do that sometimes. Yeah. It is very Michelle Laurie to say g'day, is isn't it? it? And also I think I picked it up from the boys I worked with in Queensland many, many yeah. years ago and they would say things, say things like fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. And we had a joke because we're on radio mm. where we'd make it sound like we were about to say fuck and then we'd swerve it into fair dinkum. Love we'd go it. off. <laughs> so, so the bosses are there just yeah, shitting their yeah. pants every time. Yeah, and we go off oh, f- income <laughs> when we were mad at each other, or when a story was amazing, we go off. Oh, f- Fair income. <laughs> and so I, I definitely have integrated that. Still. Now, okay, so that's a very Queensland thing to do. Yes. And you're a Victorian. Yes. You're, you're a proud Victorian. Yeah, but... but so how does it go? Because I don't feel like Victorians are rolling out g'day and fair income that often. I think because people, look, toot my own horn, think I'm a funny person. They do. So they just think, mm. oh, she's funny. Oh, she's a clown. Yeah, if I whirl into the cafe near my house and go, g'day. G'day, how you going? Hmm. They go, and if they tell me something, I go, fair dinkum. Yeah. They go, 
And then when you get up to Queensland, northern Queensland, you're throwing the sea bomb in there, aren't you? I was going to say, I was just about to say that. The funny, last time I was up, went up to Port Douglas, I'll never forget. So, you, you know, I fly straight from Melbourne to Cairns, get out of the airport in Cairns, pick up a hire car, and I, I'm driving straight up to Port Douglas. And I pulled into a servo just outside of Port Douglas. Mm. The kids wanted a drink or something because it's, it's been a long trip. By that stage, so I pull into the servo, and the first thing that happens, is I walk into the servo, and I overhear someone say, "I can, I, I can't remember even the contest, but I remember the C bomb was part of it." <laughs> I walk into the servo, and this guy says something along the, "I don't even know the car," <laughs> <laughs> or something, you know. And I was like, "Oh, Queensland, yes, yeah. And I do love the further north I go, the happier yeah. I am. And, and it's not threatening up there at it all. It wasn't at all. Like, That's what I mean. Just... He was that was just conversation. <laughs> And that's what, you know, when I was first on radio in Brisbane and we had no delay and people used to say fuck on air, I reckon this callers, yeah. at least once a fortnight, and just in conversation, they'd go, oh, yeah, you know, we'd say, give us a call if, you, if you've if you ever, you know, um, made a mistake, a big mistake at work. Yeah. You know, classic radio phoner. And someone would ring up and go, oh, yeah, I was doing the fucking. Um, <laughs> I was, I was but working. you know what? If it's quick enough like that, you don't pick up on it, right? Especially no. in Queensland. No, and you know what? In the, in the radio, rules, the law, the yeah. actual legislation says... Um, Get rid of it. It does, but it also, this is the loophole we ha- we used all the time, it also says you can put things on air if it meets um, community standards. And in Brisbane... That's what we said. <laughs> yeah. We always said, yeah. oi, it meets community standards. That's how the community speaks. Yeah. And also no one ever complained. I was working down fucking Cabala Bar and um, <laughs> yeah. my boss, my fucking boss, right, he was a fucking asshole. Anyway, um, all the time. They have this competition that they play on, on a number of different radio shows called Five in Ten, where you've got to name five things on the topic within ten seconds, right? right? And there was, it may have been the Kyle and Jackie O show, but this guy was like this kind of bloke, yeah. really rough, just, you know. And they've gone, name name five colours. And he's gone, fucking uh, yellow, <laughs> fucking green, fucking... <laughs> he, said, he, went, he said it about five times in ten seconds. But they just let it all go. That's away. hilarious. Yeah, that's Queensland for you. Fucking yeah. Well, I've also uh, learnt on this podcast that I swear a lot. Same. Because I'm a broadcaster. Well, I was a broadcaster. I'm a broadcaster. I've started and- swearing more in um, Australian True Crime, haven't Matthew. Have you? Yeah, totally. You're throwing out some F-bombs in a strange yep. crime. Yeah, yeah. Hey, give me an example. Well, of Matthew me. might cut them out, but See, depending, so, depending on who I talk to. he fucking to, died. Yeah, no, but depending on who I'm talking to. Like, if I'm talking to a bloke who's been to jail, I'll go, geez, that's a fair fucking whack, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is that just so that you, you know, get along with them in that moment? No, or? I tend to just slide into whoever I'm talking to. I, I just kind of get into that. <laughs> Vibe, and jail, if I'm talking jail to, chat. I, I get fully into jail chat. I'll go, what a fucking dog! <laughs> you got to meet them where they where they're at. Thank you, know? you. Yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah. how Thank fascinating. You. Yes, mm. that fucking dog. Uh, what you fuck it? Yeah, I think if you're listening to a podcast, you expect a few fucks every now and then, don't you? I think that's the beauty if, of it. Yeah, if you don't get a fuck, you almost like what are you? You want to listen to. Fifi oh, Box yeah. on Fox FM. Uh, yeah, yes, which is also a delightful experience. It's a great experience, and I want to put you, that out. You're there. not getting a fuck out of her. A big pardon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, good day. Uh, I wanted to. Sydney's a very, very Aussie town as well. You get a few fucks out of Sydney. <laughs> yeah, you do. If you know what you're doing. When I was in Sydney recently, and uh, you and I were chatting, and mm. I was there for the forensics 
uh, jamboree. That's yeah. not what they called it, but that's what I called it. And it was awesome. But I love hanging out with forensics people and they are funny and they're great. And it's just... A, it's own... Funny and great. I don't yes. Think, funny wouldn't be the word that I would... They're super funny. Really? Oh, my word. Are they nerdy? Yes. And funny. And they've just got their own particular sense. They're very, very funny. A lot of the presentations I saw were Give me very... an example of a, a forensic joke that would have been going oh, on gosh. at the... At the like, I, I, I don't want to see if I'm going to laugh here. No, because... well, I can't remember anyone's particular gear, but I remember... <laughs> I feel like it would be so shit. No, it's not at all. And it's not trying. They're not up there going, you know, is this thing on? <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm here all week kind of gear, but but just in their telling, the way they talk and tell their stories, it's just they're just funny people, you know, right. quirky, D- quirky, dark senses of humour often. Yeah. But this funny thing happened, you know how? So we were at the um, what's it called? The big conference centre there in oh the ICC, mate, yeah, the yeah. ICC, the convention centre. Yes, very flash. And we we're there, and then at out the back of it, and then I was staying at the Novotel, which is out the back, mm. and then in between is the new tram. The tram tracks. Yeah. They've got a tram now. Mm. And um, so the tram tracks are in between. And so one day I was crossing over there and there was me and a bunch of delegates and a lot of people were staying where I was staying. And we're all standing there with our lanyards around our neck getting ready to cross the tram. And there was, it happened to be a moment where there were trams coming either way. Mm. And all of a sudden this lady, um, and it was ding, 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 lots of lights and whistles, bells and whistles going, trams. And um, this lady goes, Come on, run! And she grabbed her children and instructed them to run in front of both the moving trams. Right. Like between them because she wanted to get... Running late or something. Yeah, to get on one of them. Yeah, right. But they had to get past one, (laughs) past two of them really, to get on the other side of the tram tracks to get on one. Mm. Uh, And everyone was pretty dazed watching this lady instruct small children to run in between two moving trams. Yeah. And... Then this guy who was standing next to us piped up and he goes, I wrote a book once. It was basically, it was called something like Dumb Ways to Die. It was, right. You know, he's a forensic pathologist. Mm. He, he said, I've been a forensic pathologist for 30 years and I wrote a book once called Unnecessary Ways to Die. Yeah. And he said, I wish more people had read it. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. And we all went, we just all kind of laughed and I said, well, now you can update it. How desperate do you have to be to get on a tram right? where you're going to run your five kids in front of them? That's what I always think. There'll be another. There'll be yeah. another one. Every three minutes in Sydney. Yeah, right. Or five minutes, whatever they That's are. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I, I don't know the town, but I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure they, they're regular. That's the point. That's the funny thing I always find in London on the tube, right? Yes. You know, you might miss a, a, a line. Yeah, You'll see people furious. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. They're angry. And you think, it says there's another one in a minute. Right? And you're like, what is happening what is in that wrong? minute that you can't? I mean, I don't, I'll wait 20 minutes if yeah. one's too full. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm like, oh, too many. Really? Oh, yeah. Too many people. Yuck. Yeah. I'm like, nah, too many of you. You don't go to a different carriage? No, if all the carriages are full. Well, how do you know? I can just see, you can see them all. Stand back. <laughs> Have a bit of a look and go, nah, too many. Well, you just many. get in and then can't you walk through the doors yeah, as you go judge, through? I'll judge it. I'll like, judge it. Yeah. I'll go, okay, what's the time of day? What's the likelihood? <laughs> all of this is going on in yeah, your Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a strategist. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, you go. Yeah. You know, I'll wave them off. Mm. You go. Next one. No, I'll go the next one. Same with lifts. Mm. Oof, no, nah, you go. No, no, I'll wait for the next one. Now, I love that this guy also brings up his book 
in, in this very high intense moment of unnecessary ways to die? Is he trying to get like a little plug in there? The funny part, no, I mean, I thought everyone, I was going to say everyone but me, but then I thought, no, so have I. Everyone waiting there has probably written a book. It's yeah. that kind of conference. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everyone, every every one of us had probably written a book mm. about forensics. Yep. But his was particularly pertinent. You know, unnecessary ways to die. Mm. And this bitch has just about killed all of her kids Tiny. just trying to get a tram. Yeah. This is what I love about forensics mm. and what I love about these guys is they just tell you the most intense stories. My favourite scientist. I sent you a photo of him, Professor Stephen Cordner, who is an absolute rock star in forensics, international rock star. Um, so he was working at a hospital called Overnother Hospital, Guy's Hospital. It's a funny name for a hospital in London. Mm. He's a young um, uh, forensic pathologist and he's got a big gig. He's studied here in in Victoria and then he went over to London, got a big gig there. And he's just knocking out the the um, autopsies night and day, just getting, getting your practice. How many are you doing a day, do you think? Oh, I'm exaggerating, but he's, he's just doing autopsies a lot. Because you, you're cutting... You're cutting bodies open, pulling out organs and having a look at them and going, okay. Just having a rest. You don't chuck them over. He just mind throwing them over his shoulder then. Heart heart attack. No, you don't throw them over your shoulder. Certainly Professor Cordner would not throw them over his shoulder. like Dr. Nick on The Simpsons, you know. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. No, he's just having a good old ferret around and um, (laughs) and having a good old look at everything. Going, God, bloody hell, look at that, eh? Yeah. Calling his, calling other blokes over, and they're all having good looks at things, and because they're learning, and they're so passionate. Mm. And um, the only time he's ever made me feel nauseous, shall I tell you? But you might feel nauseous. He's there doing a, an autopsy one day on this bloke who came through, and this bloke diagnosed himself. He's an older guy, middle aged, say, mm. who reckoned he had cancer. He just, he just wasn't feeling well. He couldn't. He suddenly one day he's just like, I can't eat. I just can't get food down. And then he started losing weight, of course, and then he just could not get food down. He couldn't eat. And he goes, right, well, I've got bloody cancer. This Righto, is a, a self-diagnosed. Bloke, a bloke living in London. Right. Just a bloke. He goes, I'm not going to the doctor. Fuck that. I'm not going to spend my last days in hospitals and with doctors. I've seen how that goes. Mm. I'm not even going to start that journey. I'm just, I've got cancer. Is this, like, is this recent, like Google times or is it before Google? This, so is he like self-diagnosed through Google or not something? Not even. Or? This, would, this would be in the 60s. Right. This bloke's just reckoned it. <laughs> and he's obviously seen someone who's had cancer in his world and it's just traumatised him. He's thought, well, I'm not I'm not going down that track. So I've got cancer. I get it. Wow. I'm going to just live my life with my family. Obviously, we're not going to eat. They can eat. I'll watch them. <laughs> but we, I'm going to chat it out and I'm going to maybe travel or whatever. Mm. And in due course, he dies. Then his body lands in front of Dr. Cordner. Mm. Dr. Cordner opens him up and finds... He swallowed a nail. A na- like a fingernail or something? No, mate. A hammer nail. Right. He, he found a nail in his, like, somewhere in his digestive system. Who eats nails? Right. <laughs> Hard That's- as rocks, this guy. Question number one. So they go back to his missus and go, um, what would you say if I said I found a nail in his, like, throat or something? She goes, oh, you're bloody joking. He was for he was a home handyman. He was forever walking around with bloody nails in his mouth, in his lips, in his right. teeth, and he'd so he'd pull one out, hammer, 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 pull another one out, hammer, hammer, hammer. She goes, I would not be one surprise, one be surprised if he swallowed one. Fuck. That's what why a he, simple he, simple way to Yeah, they could have operated and removed it if he'd only gone to the doctor. Isn't that fascinating? Forensics, man. Far out. Wouldn't you be so pissed? Wouldn't the wife be pissed Furious. off? Furious. Furious. I mean, yes, the showbiz of forensics is 
x-rays of Coke bottles up people's asses, and I get that. Mm. But for me, it's these stories. Yeah. Fair income. A bloke who just goes, nah, not going to the doctor. I've got I, I don't feel there's a lot of people on the planet that say, I'm just not going to go to the doctor when they're not able to eat. Like Surely. most people are going to the doctor. This guy's obviously very strange. Well, they're, yeah, they're wasting away. Yeah, just go to the fucking doctor. Surely. And their families are going, I demand you go to the doctor. Yeah, but what a fascinating case for Dr. Yeah. Courtney. You see how they, like for pathologists, a lot of us think, oh, that's such a weird job. It's fascinating. Yeah. I'm not going to say they get that all the time. And it's not all crime. Like, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of puzzles. It's a lot of like, okay, Mm. what is going on here? I'm just going to keep looking until I can solve this puzzle. And they can't always solve it. But when you can solve it, when you can go, oh, you're not going to believe. Everyone, come and have a look at this. Nail. Yeah. And that, as I say, that happened 50 years ago. Do you think that they're laughing? I mean, not. No, no. You can't laugh, can you? Like, I mean, that seems so stupid. Yeah, no, I don't think they. No, they. They can't laugh. <laughs> well, no, I'd, I'd laugh. St- I'd be like Professor Corden is not a dude who would laugh about that, but I'm sure there are some blokes who would laugh. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be. Have bad. a have a look at this guy. Yeah. Oi, Terry! Fucking get a load of this one. Yeah. Yeah. If you found a bloke in your mortuary with whom you could laugh about that stuff, you'd want to be on shift with them all the time, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oi, Terry, let's do Tuesdays. Yeah. Get tu- I'm doing t- Tuesdays. Get Tuesdays. And we will laugh our tits off. That'd be a good time. Because are they playing music? Like Usually in surgery, they're playing, hold me closer, turn it answer. And <laughs> I they're, they're so. just going, Yeah, they're just going away doing their bloody- Yeah. I think so. I think they do. They can play music in the mortuary. Yeah. But again- the, the mortuary is big and there's a few people working away at once. So mm. you'd have to, you know, who else is on shift? Mm. Are they cool or do yeah. they like a quiet environment? Maybe you've got your, your earbuds in for your tiny dancer. Mm. Maybe it's just you, Bags. 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 you see like your earpods out. You see like, you know, in I want ER. you to come and have a look at the nail in this bloke's throat. Remember ER, the TV show? That always yeah. be operating with music on in the background. Yes. ER. Grey's Anatomy, all that kind of shit? Yes. Is that real or is that just made up? I would love to hear from people. Mm. Who work in surgery. Yeah. Even nurses. Even. Even. (laughs) Are you right? (laughs) Even. You nurses are welcome. (laughs) No, but you know, I I was trying to think of who would be in the room, you know, like everyone's in there. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. How do surgeons last for like eight hour operations? Surely they're tapping in and out. We met that bloke the other day who had a big... Spine surgery, didn't we? It was a two-dayer, actually. Like, they did a full day. They let him, they wheeled him upstairs. They brought him back down, did another full day on his spine. Does he wake up in that in-between bit or is he just sedated? he woke up a little bit. Really? Halfway through surgery? Yeah, in the in-between bit. What about those people who wake up in surgery? I've always been, it's what's that called, anesthesia awareness or something? Because there's a movie about that. There's a movie called Awake. Oh, shit. Someone's getting a surgery. Really? Yeah. And they feel everything? Because... And it happens way more than you think. Yeah. I remember looking it up because I was like really afraid to get uh, shoulder surgery once just for that exact reason. Uh, um, I'm going to get the stats up because it, it literally happens a lot more than you think. Gosh, People just wake up and you can't talk, nothing. Oh, so you're locked in, but, but you're, you know. You're locked in, but you're feeling it. There could be someone listening to this right now about to go into surgery. Like We're yep. going to freak them the hell out. Yep. Oh, it's not likely to happen. Well, I- let's have a look at the stats. <laughs> I love that, though. It's so magical when they're like, count no. backwards. Five, I do four. like it. Yeah, and then it's like you blink and then you're in another room. That's like, ooh, that's so trippy. I love that. Yeah. I so, don't love having surgery, but I do think that's so trippy. I yeah, love that. yeah, yeah. How quickly it happens when you're just counting back and that's then, you, crazy. then you're out. Well, it says here, 
uh, about once in every 1,000 to 2,000 surgeries, which I know isn't... No, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot opinion. of people. That's you know what this is? This is a test of whether or not you have anxiety as a human being. If that totally. sounds like a lot to you, you have anxiety. Yeah, well, that sounds, <laughs> that like, sounds like a lot. that sounds like fuck all to me. One in 1,000? That's like as if I would be one in 1,000. Yeah, but there's 7 billion people on the planet, right? Yeah, yeah. think about how many surgeries are happening. Yeah. Yeah, as if I'm going to be that one. That's oh, what I think. Oh, my You two are like, oh, God. I'm totally going to be that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my well, no, God. there could be. There's, that's a what, what's that, what, what is that percentage? Thousand. That's like what? Point zero zero five. What? One. What? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get the five? I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, it says that in anesthesia awareness during surgery, the patient can recall their surroundings or an event related to the surgery while under general anesthesia. Although it can be upsetting, patients usually do not feel pain when experiencing upsetting awareness. I think it'd be. Traumatizing. Well, if you're not feeling the pain, maybe not. Depends on what no. they're saying about you. When yeah, you, yeah. When you're and you're seeing like you're seeing the you know, pass me the fucking and you see the knife go across. And you're like, where's that going? Like, oh, I don't want to see. This is that's... why you people can't have babies. Yeah. Oh yeah. You and I talked about this yesterday. Yes. Well, I don't know why this came up. Oh, her friend was telling her how she gave birth, yeah. right? And she said that she wasn't doing it the like lying on her back. She ended up having to hold onto the rails <gasps> and standing up giving birth, right? <sighs> and she said, "When we have a kid, I have to stay behind the curtain. I don't get to see what goes on downstairs." Right. Yes. And I said, "Oh, I think I'll be okay." And she goes, "You're. I don't want you seeing. Yeah. All of that. You can't unsee it. So I, I understand why she's saying that because it's a it's, it's a risk. private." Yeah, yeah, it's private and it's a risk for you to see that. And and I had a cesarean, so I and I also I was off chops. But I remember my husband was pretty traumatized. He was like, I could hear things. And what are you hearing? Like slicing? Yeah, he said he could hear that. Like a steak. I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He didn't because he he couldn't even speak up. Because I'd go, what does it sound like? You know, I was interested. He's like, bah, bah. he couldn't speak. So I don't know what it sounded like. But he was like, I could hear it. I could and hear I think it. that would be the annoying thing because everyone in the room would be so used to it. So they'd just be going through totally. the motions, right? But you're the one. Like that's your wife. So you're standing there like that's my fucking wife, and everyone's just like, just oh, just cut this bit. No and they worry. were like, oh, it was it was perfect, perfect procedure. No, but you know and what he, I mean. Yeah, and because he was they're like, not emotional uh, about it. But uh, you're as the husband, yeah. you're there going, my wife is going through all this pain. I wasn't in pain. He, that's not what he was no, thinking. Believe me, he wasn't thinking that. No, he was thinking I'm going through all this trauma. Trust me, <laughs> I'm going through all this trauma. Yeah, yeah that's what he was thinking. <laughs> what do you mean? You haven't met the bloke. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> But I do remember the coolest thing, the coolest thing, because I had twins. I remember Dali was so ready to come out. She was like looking for the hole. She was like, you know, like she was under ice. She was like swimming around going, just just where is it? Let me out of here. Hmm. Louie was swimming so far up. I swear he was in my throat. He was like, no, no, I don't want to come out. Anyway, so so Dali, they popped her out. And then I do remember they, had, they were sort of gently pushing on my stomach to push him down towards the hole that they had cut. Yeah. And then they just kind of went pop. And popped him out. Popped him out. Yeah, that was cool. I sort of felt, what? I didn't feel that, but my body moved. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. It's like you're in a car. It's like you're not in your own body. You're, you feel the, the vehicle move. Like a speed hump. Yeah, sort of. Or like, you know, when you're in a car, someone jumps on the bonnet. <laughs> it was like that. It was like <laughs> someone jumped on my bonnet. So, And then a baby popped out. Now, the kids, Dali and Louie, mm. Dali, would you say, is more distant from you and Louis closer to you as far as just as a, a way that they act in life now? Oh, no, she's she's just more independent. Right. So yeah. she's like, I want to get out. No, she, I no, wouldn't but, go that no, far. No, what I'm saying is like, you know, when, when she, you were giving birth, she wanted to get out, yeah, right? yeah. be independent. Yeah. And Louis was the one that was a bit more attached. Yeah, right? definitely. Like I had to walk around with him in a sling for six weeks. Yeah, definitely. 
And she's just she's just born reasonable. She was just always reasonable. She was just like never cried, never like um, as long as her meals were on time. She'd start to get the shits a little bit if you were running a bit late with the <laughs> meals. But, but otherwise, she was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, bed. Yeah. All right. Sure. Wow. Cool. That's the dream child, right? She she is a dream. She still is a dream child. Yeah. She's like, okay, mum. Yeah, no, you're right, mum. Yeah. So what does that mean, though? If she's been great so far till 14, can she's she switch 14. at some point here where she can just turn into like a... So far, so good. I mean, and I'm is someone, not. Is someone good their entire life? I believe it's possible. I'm pretty hard to rebel against. Let's be honest, because I'm a bit on the same as Dale. I'm like, oh, all right, mate, sure, if you want to. Like, she wants to smoke cigarettes. I'd say, oh, I mean, it's so hilarious because you know what they're like. They're so conservative. But mm. I'd say, all right, yes, have a go. Mm. Come on, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Yeah. See, it's gross, isn't it? Everyone, I think all mum and dad, like all mums, and they all say, let's drink together. I want you to be safe around. Who is doing that? My what? parents no, did. Yeah, but it's not cool. I didn't drink. For a 14 year old, they're not going to drink with their mum and dad. I didn't dad, drink you know, with them. Is, but I'm they only s- going to do it here. No, I didn't drink with them. But all of our parents, when I was a kid, they all let us drink. They all yeah. we went to other people's houses. That was their, their thing was, oh, fuck, don't drink here. Can you go to someone else's house? <laughs> yeah, right. Get loose over there. Yeah, spew, on their, you- spew on their lawn. Totally. <laughs> Can you go? There be isn't there a single mum around? Can't you go to <laughs> <laughs> a cool mum? What would yeah. you do yeah. if um you're walking past Dali's room? You can hear like a bit of Cypress Hill playing from the speakers, oh, and you smell weed. something, and you awesome. open up, and you can see that she's smoking awesome. a bong. I'd be like, about time! Wow, about time! About bloody time! Hits from the bong. I yeah. love you, Mary Jane. Because this in all, be, it's be, so uh, unlikely. You, I'm just joking. You know I don't what? know. The reason we'll why I'm firing it. these questions at you now because you're in that zone. Mm. You're you, you've now you're they're out of childhood. They're teenagers, mm-hmm. and the next four years, you always hear every parent going, okay, these are, this is the, the time. The biggest worry I have, the only thing that would worry me is a girlfriend or a boyfriend. That's the thing that worries me. What do you mean? Um, just who they would be. You get a bit of an insight with their friends mm-hmm. about how influenced they are by people they fall for. Yeah. You know, like, so when you say that, I'd be more stressed if there was a boy sitting in there. Yeah. Who was like just a dead shit, and yeah. I'd be thinking, oh, she's going to go down a path here. Yeah, if she really fell in love with an absolute dead shit, and I'd have to be, you know, and you can't just say to her, no, he's a dead shit. Kyle, get out. <laughs> get your shit and get out. Get your fucking hoodie and get out. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that. No, totally. You have to go, hi, Kyle. Why yes. can't you say that, though? Because then she'll go, oh, I'm going with him. That's counteractive. Yeah. So you have to go, hi, yes, sure, of course Kyle can, yeah, of course Kyle can stay. Come on, Kyle. Um, but I'm washing his clothes because he fucking stinks. <laughs> and we're going up to see the good people at Anko to get him a few more hoodies because, yeah. he's, you know, whatever. You just have to go with it to a certain extent. I think what my parents did with my partners, they invited their family over for barbecues. Oh, Christ. I don't want Kyle's fucking- No, but you know what I mean? So I that way you get Kyle's to, you get, coming over. But you get and to I see think the future. You kind of get to see, okay, what's dad look like? What's mum look like? Oof. What do they do for jobs? You know? Yeah. Bit of investigating no, over think, a barbecue. I think Kyle's dad's on meth. I don't want, Kyle, <laughs> I don't want them coming over. Or in jail. Yeah. Well, you know, Matthew and I have got a lot of very good friends who've been to jail, so that's not a problem. Hmm. We're cool with it. Yeah. I was thinking that if- uh, you or I ever have our day of reckoning where... Which one? Well, I don't know. Just something where we need a rat pack, like a real crew to back us up. We've got 
We've got people in our pocket. Oh, yeah. We're rolling. <laughs> yeah, you do. We're rolling plenty deep. Hell, Don't worry yeah. about that. We've got quite an address book, haven't we? Yeah, God, we do. Fucking hell. Good to know. Don't fuck with you guys. Nah. I'm actually feeling a little bit threatened over here. You should, I bitch. do. Yeah. You should. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, secrets and sparkles. Oh, cheers. If you have a secret and you want to share it on the podcast, go to the link in the bio or you can go to Michelle's Instagram page at Michelle underscore Laurie. Yes. Now, don't forget, look, if you want advice, I think we should maybe next year separate them. We should have an advice Q&A. segment. Yeah, yeah, because some people are writing to us in our socials and going, guys, you should have an advice totally. section. So yeah. we will. And we did try it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did we? We did. Uh, it just didn't take off. We just got Which more, is fine. We, we just got, got more undie pinches. Yeah. But so, we'll, yeah. So I think when we, we kind of really ramp it up. Okay, yeah, we it'll, will. It'll come through a bit more. Because we're ramping up in 24 we are, aren't oh, we? Oh, shit. Well, I think we're going to ramp up like mid-24. Oh, okay. Big pardon. You've got we, the calendar. No, because you I don't, don't want to go too hard too early. I want to go to bed right now. Yeah, okay. But, right. Uh, we're starting off today with a bit of feedback, though. Sure. Not a secret, bit of feedback. Oh, oh Michelle, you fucking legend. Oh. Uh, I'm not sharing a secret or anything. I just wanted you to know that uh, I'm a big interstate truck driver, big gun. Tattoos, long mullet of the haircut, rough as. And your podcast is going to be one of my favourites. I think that uh, you do a great job. I love the way you talk, I love the way you word things, and most of all, I love your fucking eye makeup. And your eye makeup. Our children are the same age. Same. Anyway, keep up the good work. Just thought I'd let you know that you're reaching a broad range of people out here. Not just uh, people sitting in an office with their nice uh, suits on. I'm out here on the road. And, uh, yeah, love yous. Take care. Bye-bye. There you go. Oh, I love that. Bit of positivity at the start of the podcast. Oh, yeah, from the truck, from the cab. Now, he could do us a favour. Oh, yeah. Because they've got two ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe spread the word there about can we be real. I he love that. that much. You yeah. Know? Just With your other, I wonder how it would go, though. Get on the radio. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be his dirty secret. No way. I mean, he knows how to he knows how to communicate with the other drivers. Um, he knows how to spread the word appropriately, I think. Mm. 
There you are, mate. You're a church for all people, aren't you? That's so true. We're we are a big tent. We are a broad church. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. God, my dad would be so happy. He loved truck drivers so much. Mm. Yeah, love it. They're usually pretty like straight up genuine blokes, aren't oh, they? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. I mean, many years ago, uh, my dad used to love, you know, he's a cab driver and he used to like to work very, very hard over Christmas. And there was, because it was a very busy time, there was one Christmas where he didn't come home for four days. And um, I was a small child. And it turned out that a friend of his who was a truck driver gave him some medicine to help him do that. Uh-huh. So, um, yes, we've, we've always been big fans of truck drivers in our family. Quick question for the truck drivers as well. Mm. Uh, are they going to be put out of work with the auto? You know how there's the auto trucks now that are driving up the highways, the super highways? Oh, God, I hope not. It's pretty scary. It's interesting. I think, I believe there will be a revolution. I know everyone's going, no, no, too late, AI, blah, da, 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 da. Yeah. But I see now the way that supermarkets, um, particularly in the UK, are saying, okay, 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 we'll put checkout chicks back. Yeah. And things like that. And I think think and I hope that human beings will revolt and say, yeah, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Mm, we want people. We need people. Connection. For so many reasons, mm. you know, because we, we all need stuff to do. Mm. And yes, we need to see each other and we need to communicate with with each other. And also it's just safer. And have you seen those um, food delivery robots in yeah. the States? Have you yeah. seen how people destroy those? They just bash them and kick them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that, so I think that's a really good indication of- We don't want them. How people react in reality to- um, yeah. Remote controlled shit when there's yeah. no person around. They mm. destroy it. They see it as an opportunity. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to steal from that. I'm going to find a way mm. to steal from that and destroy it. All right. Our first secret for today. I have a stepson who I don't get along with very well. He would always challenge me. And one particular morning, he was being a real douchebag. So when he turned around, I spat. In his water class. Oh. Should probably note that I was quite sick at the time <laughs> and uh, was very happy when he got sick. Oh, babes. COVID. Babes, mm. that's intense. Can't you just. COVID. Can't you just. How evil. I know it is. Oh, she's been pushed. I don't want to be a, you know. Stepsons as well, right? I don't know. Like they're yeah. not yours. And then, like, how old is he? Yeah. And- God, step families can be either amazing or hideous, can't they? Um, I I'm, lean more towards more often they're hideous. Uh, Don't you think? That's anecdotally, yeah. I mean, but then I'm sure I've spoken about them before. My kids had have a friend they've known since early childhood, so they're family friends of ours now, and they are the most beautiful step family, so much so that Louie and Dali have always said to me, can we have a stepdad? And I'm like, you know they're not all like Will, yeah? Mm. Like, that is an anomaly. Um but spitting in because the water. Because they want like, more brothers and sisters as well, like a Brady Bunch style thing, or like what this are they wanting? This guy is just an incredibly beautiful guy, and he treats them like they're his own children. Plus, mm. they're still close to their dad. Their dad comes and stay. Their dad lives interstate. He comes and stays at their house with mm. them once a month. Like it's just the most brilliant bunch of adults you've ever met in your life. And I'm like, most families can't achieve that, guys. Our family doesn't even have <laughs> steps or whatever. We can't even achieve fucking being broken up. Mm. Um, spitting in the water. I mean, babes, can't you just piss in his shampoo? Yeah, totally. You know, like spitting in the water is extreme. 
Yeah. <laughs> Spreading disease. Oh, God. That's awful. And it's so fraught, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously, you've tried talking to his dad and going, this kid hmm. can do something with it. How do you file these? Oh, this th- is 100% good luck you fucked. Yeah. Uh, hundred and, and pass that on to the kid. He's, he's fucked as well. Yeah, he's in hospital. When he's feeling better, <laughs> get him a good luck you fucked card <laughs> yeah. from us. Uh, this oh. is our next secret. Hi, guys. Love the show. My secret is that my husband and I have an art gallery wall in the foyer of our home. It has on there paintings from all around the world but there's some historical church pictures on there. And what our family and friends don't know is that every one of those churches we've snuck in and I've given my husband a blowjob, <sighs> including in the pulpit of our church the day before our wedding. Boom. Oh, my God. How was that? I mean, who has a foyer? Can we just go... What do you mean wait? a foyer? In their home. She's got yeah. A fo- you haven't got a fucking foyer. I, I live in an apartment. Exactly. But, but I've got a bloody foyer. I walk through a foyer. You have not. I've got a townhouse. I don't have a foyer. I mean, I've got the bit where you <laughs> yeah. open the front door in front of the stairs. That's it. Is mate. that my foyer? That, that's a foyer. Is that my foyer? Do you, you have a yeah, foyer? And that's you? usually where people put their like photos on the wall of their family. Where? I've got, that's where the kids put their shoes. It, it could also be a hallway foyer. A foyer? Do you have a foyer? Yeah, I'm, pi- I'm picturing hallway. Yeah, but you know, yeah, like, foyer. and usually you have like the, the table where you put your keys yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. foyer. Is that a foyer? I think that's a foyer. What, what do you think a foyer is? It, You're thinking I, like a big hotel lobby. Yeah, type I'm foyer. like, yeah. oh, mate. The foyer. <laughs> with, with a chandelier. I'll in meet the you in the, yeah, I'll meet you in the foyer. <laughs> Down the grand I'm staircase. I'm thinking like at the cinema. <laughs> I'll meet you at the foyer. <laughs> with some popcorn? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you in the foyer. <laughs> The foyer. Oh, everyone's got That's fancy names. Madness. And and the foyer. I'll meet the foyer. Let's put photos. Hang on, of, we're focusing really on the, on no, the wrong no, details here. No, there's a lot. Here. I'm just saying when she when she first did the foyer, I'm like, is this Gina Liano? Like, who who's got a foyer? <laughs> well, but then I thought, no, Gina wouldn't have photos of everywhere she's blown. I don't think she's married, is she? But she'd have a full like blow dry on every photo, wouldn't she? Blow dry on every blow job photo. Yeah. 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 Churches. Her hair I, is high. <laughs> now you're focusing on the wrong thing. I <laughs> had a friend once who he and his girlfriend were flat hunting in Sydney. Yeah. And um, she blew him in every flat they looked at. Yeah, great. Yeah, that was just a little fun thing to just, you know. But I think the church is taking it to, oh, to this a whole is new level. A whole it's a new level. Place. This is a whole new level. And My grandma would have a heart attack. Family must think. Oh, it's so sweet the way everywhere they go, they, they go to a church. That's like my mum's holiday, but with a lot more blowjobs. Yeah. Like my mum loves to go and look at a church when she's away. I don't think she blows anyone. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if she is, though. My mum. <laughs> well, now that your dad's passed people. away, imagine if she's going over. Is she going to Europe this year? No, lovey. Off no. to the Notre Dame? No, lovey. No. And plus, she, she reckons no more blowies for her. She doesn't put it that way. No more. No. Actually, mm. now, because she's in her 70s, yeah. she thinks that she will not meet someone else now she, before that's she what passes. She says, no more blowies. She reckons she doesn't want to. She flatly refuses to. Wow. Yeah, I know. I always Do see you think it. we'll all get to that point where, like, you're, you're not just, me. You're, you're, you're going to be written forever. You bet. Mm. Um, That's the plan. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right. How do you file the church rooters? Oh, I love it. I mean, is there any other way? Mm. And love the foyer. Yeah. Um, you want a foyer? I want a foyer. I think you can make a foyer out of your, little, out of your little entry. You've got a front door, right? Definitely. Yeah. With a Tick. Key. Okay. Okay. Then I think you've got a foyer pretty much. You think? <laughs> yeah. You've got a front door, you've got a foyer. I've got like a square of tiles. There yeah, you that's go. It. That's, that's your foyer. foyer. Yeah. You can start saying to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, get ready, and then I'll meet I'll you say, in the foyer. Oh, yeah, you know, the first thing I'm going to say, get your fucking shoes out of my foyer now. They're going to go, out of your what? Are you okay? I go, don't you worry about it. Just move your shoes. How many times? Oh, God. And they're going to go, what's with all the pictures of churches? Don't worry about it. Just move your shoes. All right. Uh, this is our next secret. Firstly, love you. Thank you for providing me so much joy in such a fucking horrible world that we live in right oh, now. You're fucking welcome. Um, so, I worked in a call centre for a big four bank for 10 years. Mm. And I was the star employee. Won awards, always met my KPIs, always got huge bonuses. But the whole time I was rotting the system. If I thought you sounded like you were going to make my calls long, I would hang up on you. (laughs) If I just simply didn't like your tone, I'd hang up. If I thought you sounded like hot and I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to say something like really fucking embarrassing, I'd hang up. <laughs> but the trick was is I did it all mid-sentence. So I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry to hit. <laughs> hang up. <laughs> and, yeah, once I even dobbed in someone else for doing the exact same <gasps> thing and they lost their fucking job. Oh, my God. Man, oh, I'm horrible, aren't I? Oh, you're fabulous. I love that. I love that because then I'm on the other end going, oh, these, oh, God, I hate these automated bloody tongue up on me. And you've got to go through like five stages. Push <sighs> one and you finally get there and you get to the person. And you re- yeah, and then it hangs up and you just, you so, go back to the start you just ring back. And I always go, yeah, well, hello, that hung up on me last time. But anyway, start again. <laughs> but it never occurs to you that she's just hung up yeah. because she's bored or whatever. Or and you can't get back to her. No, you don't even know who she is. She could no. be anywhere in the world. Here's a lesson for everybody. Brilliant. Write down the name of the person. When they go, hi. It's well, Janine. Hi, yes. I'm, uh, Janine speaking. Well, how can I help you? Janine. Yeah, as if I ever think that. Yeah. Oh, but I love her. See, mm. I hate it when it happens to me, but now I hear this lady and I'm like, you're brilliant. I love you so much. And call centre people would have to have so many of these techniques, like the, the mid-sentence oh, dropout and things gosh. like that to make it sound legit. I don't know how they do it, but then I do I do genuinely appreciate them. There's, there's such a talent to it. I had a guy, totally. I spoke to a guy at NAB a couple of days ago, and he genuinely did fuck all for me. But there was something <laughs> about him that was just sweet. He wasn't flirtatious or anything like that. He was just, I felt like he genuinely, and he, and he kept me on hold for ages and did nothing for me in the end. But I felt like he genuinely wished he could have. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I was like, oh, thank you. No, that's all right, mate. No, good <laughs> on you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't know. There's now, a talent to it. be honest, when they ask you to do the survey at the end of one of these calls, do you ever? Never. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no. no, of course I will. Yeah, 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 no worries. No one's ever fucking doing that survey. Yeah, I'll do that for you, mate. Yep, clunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a very busy person. I've sat here for 18 minutes Ugh. and got nothing. I haven't cracked the shits. That's your reward. How do you file the... Uh... I love it. It's another one. Oh, how can I love it? But there's something... See, she's got the knack. She's got the personality hmm. to say, gosh, I'm an awful person, aren't I? And I go, no, you're not. You're wonderful. I'd love to go out and have a few drinks with you. Totally. All right. Our next secret. So been together with my partner for seven years. We are engaged. We have two beautiful children together and um, we often sleep with my best friend together. (gasps) Um, We have had many threesomes, the three of us, fantastic. It's never caused any problems whatsoever throughout our relationship. It's been happening since my partner and I first met. 
um, not a throuple whatsoever. Oh, that was I was just going to ask um, that. We, she read my we mind. Very, like, I suppose, different or individualized lives. Um, whenever she has had partners, we have um, sometimes all together gotten together if you catch my drift Mm -hmm. um yeah some of our mutual friends know that we have had these intimate moments together but really none of our family have (laughs) any idea um i wouldn't think so she has recently got another partner and yeah it's kind of in the motions that we will all hook up soon yay for us (laughs) <laughs> okay, I need you to help me here. What are you joking? Just, just can you summarise that for me because there was a lot of like moving parts there, so, and, is, and I didn't get the drift. Bullshit! All it so, is is she and her boyfriend are rooting her best friend. Right, great, but it's not a thruple. It's not a thruple, so they're not like all in love. And her girlfriend, her best friend, has partners and other partners and that. Like, it, so they're not all three of them in a relationship. It's right. just like every now and then they have a threesome. With her best friend. And they have done for years and years and years. What's the drift? Sometimes when her best friend has a boyfriend, they'll have a foursome. And her best friend has a new guy in her life and they're grooming him, basically, I think. Yeah, it's in the works. (laughs) It's in the works. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it sounds like. Is it on Binge? I think it's on Binge. And I think it's called like The New Neighbours or something. And it's about this. It's about these two young couples who make friends and one one of the couples are swingers. And they've become friends with their new neighbours and the, the girl and, and the hot the horny couple are Australian, which is cute. And um, it's a British series. And she's like, oh, basically, let's root the new neighbours. I really like them. And her husband goes, no, come on, we've got a rule, not friends. She goes, oh, I'm sick of the rules. I'm sick of the dumb rules. And he goes, look, we've always said we won't root friends because it'll just ruin the friendship. We get, get too complicated. She's like, no, nah, come on, come on. So that's where I'm up to. She's trying to make it happen. But um, but this is happening. This is happening. Well, it's ha- believe me, it's happening everywhere. It's ha- I do not believe that. Oh, fuck! I live a boring life. Believe me, it is happening. But in what suburbs? Altona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. My only hesitation here is if the best friend gets a boyfriend mm. who says she falls madly in love with the best guy, the love of her life, mm. and he freaks out. Yep. That's my only hesitation. She could. She could lose someone who goes, you fucking what? Mm. When when they get around to telling him. Yeah, okay. They're having a barbecue. It's grand final night. It's bloody just night of their lives. Is this the night for it to happen? <laughs> it's crownies, yeah. yeah they, got cra- crownies. they got crownies in because it's a special night. Yeah. And, um, and then they put the hard word on him and he goes, you fucking what? You rooted my missus, pal. If you meet someone... And then that this scenario comes up. Mm-hmm. How are you handling it? Hang on, because who's, like, you're in the early stages of dating, who's the third? They bring it up. They they bring someone into the picture. Oh, that's fine. But it depends on who it is. Like I'm. So you I've, don't know them. Yeah, I think that's well. It depends if they're hot or not. I mean, that's my only rule. But pretty much, like I'm not. I've got the same rule as the couple in the TV show. No, no friends. I don't think. Mm, so no comedians or anything like that. Like you can't like you know get Hughesy in the picture. <laughs> I mean, no offence to me, old mate. <laughs> yeah. No, and if we weren't friends, I'm mm. sure. Oof, no, I'd totally. be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't want to ruin that friendship. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm not into friends. I've never. No. Yeah. So it would depend. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, as you mm. say. But yeah, that's fine. All right. Bit of fun. Yeah. Bit of fun on grand final night. Crownies. Wow. I'm joking, not crownies. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, 
All right, if you have a secret and you want to share it with Michelle, go to the link in the bio or go to Michelle's Instagram page at Michelle underscore Laurie. Uh, that is it for today's episode. We will see you next Thursday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.